It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dante, left-hand dribble, in the lane, underhand scoop at the cop, and he scores. Dante Exum with nine points on four of six. You are locked on jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of July. We'll look at the Summer League in Utah and Dante Exum and Donovan Mitchell. Gordon Hayward's decision trying to still make sense of it. The Jay Crowder sign and trade and... What other fun little things to look forward to for the Utah Jazz? It's all coming up on this Friday edition of Locked on Jazz. It's kind of cool. It's 7-7 in 2017 today. Recording this in the morning. Hope you're well. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Thanks so much to everybody who watched NBA TV. Really, I had a great time. So nice of Ron and Craig and the the crew to allow me to uh, be a part of those broadcasts uh, had, a, had a super time. So if you're new to the podcast, the podcast is Locked on Jazz. Uh, we put it out daily about the Utah Jazz and the NBA. There are podcasts out there on the Locked on Podcast Network for each and every NBA team. And then I also host a podcast called Locked on NBA, which we'll have more of coming up for you. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek as well as Murdoch Hyundai. Glad to have both of them aboard the program today. We'll tell you more about them coming up here in just a moment. All right, let's dig in right away if we can to the bunch of the stories, and we'll start in the order I mentioned before. Uh, summer League is in the books. This The big story for the Jazz coming into the Summer League was that Dante Exum, who is having his first basketball offseason, decided to play. So what do I mean by first basketball offseason? Dante Started to show development into Summer League after his rookie year. A rookie year which, with his limited playing experience in Australia, having taken the year off, was really just to kind of dip your toe in the water, see what it's like, get to understand the league a little bit, but not ask a lot out of him. He replaced Trey Burke midway through that year as a starter and was relatively non-impactful. And then he tore his ACL. The Jazz went the very smart route, also the conservative route, and he did not play the next season. So now that next summer was really when they finally put him on the court. Three on threes, didn't have him play summer league, uh, and had him just kind of try to get himself comfortable. It meant that last season was first off the first time he played basketball since the ACL, and also that he never had an off season really to work on stuff other than just getting the confidence back to play after uh, the ACL, and that was evident. He was a better player post All Star break, which has traditionally been uh, when you study ACL recovery. It doesn't seem to matter when you have 
the surgery, it seems to impact what jumps out is when you come back is post-All-Star break. And we saw that with Dante last year. Post-All-Star break, Dante suddenly goes, uh, he, he ends up shooting the three from 27% to 34%. And his usage was up just a, a tad. His plus-minus was way up. His rebounding was up. His And uh, his, his minutes were right about the same. He played a few less games kind of in and out of the rotation a little bit. But we saw the flash of athleticism. So there, yet there were still numerous areas where his game was not developed and needed some sharpening. And we saw many of those being improved in, in all sorts of different manners uh, during this summer league. Uh, the... Sorry, breaking news happening. Uh, looks like Avery Bradley. Uh, uh has been traded to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, So Avery Bradley has been traded to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I was going to get into why it didn't make any sense for the Celtics to sign and trade Jay Crowder. Um, But uh, so that probably eliminates sign and trade talk uh, for the Jazz with Jay Crowder. Uh, I'll get get back to that in a second. Um, So... With Dante, I, I thought we saw just great signs of development. We saw uh, speed. We saw uh, a, a, com- a command, a demand out of him. We saw him insert himself on the game in a in a forcefulness that we've never seen before. Uh, there was a left-hand multiple dribble drive late in the game the other night. We saw him make shots off the bounce. I would say the performance by Dante should, my, my thought would be should kind of re-excite you about his development. 21 years old, turns 22 soon, but still just a basketball pop. Uh, financially, he's going to be, a rest- they can talk extension and, and see where he stands and uh, try to figure something out in that regard. So he's not going to be a cheap pup for that much longer. But this is a guy who I think we now saw some aspects where he's he's got real NBA skill. He's He's got a first step that's elite. He's got an ability to get to the basket. And if he can add that kind of off-the-bounce dribble and be just a little bit better three-point shooter, uh, he, he's got a future. And there have, quite honestly, been times in the last 12 to months where you had a hard time trying to place whether he had a future and how much he was limited coming off that ACL, and I would say uh, we, we saw a lot of really, really, really good steps. Uh, uh, very exciting, if you're a Jazz fan, to what Dante did. Now, that's what he had to do. If he didn't do it, it would have been really disconcerting. But there were noticeable changes to who he was as a player. He should be the best player on the floor in Summer League. He was the best player on the floor in Summer League. But uh, I wouldn't dismiss it in any way just because he should have if he wasn't. And I think if you get the truth uh, from a lot of people, there were a lot of people who said he has to become the best player of Summer League and didn't believe he could do it, and he did. And so that was was really exciting uh, for the Jazz and Dante. All right, we'll talk about Donovan Mitchell here in a second, but today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. 
Uh, I've gotten to know, first off, the Murdoch family. That's been a great deal of fun to get to know Blake and the, and the crew uh, over at Murdoch Hyundai and understand what the Murdoch family stands for. They, they very much uh, feel that they, as a family, are selling you each and every car and that your experience is going, is, you know, is an experience with the Murdochs and how you speak of your experience is a reflection on them. The second thing is the Hyundai. So I did not know a great deal about the Hyundai. I'd seen him out there. I mean, I knew, I'm knew i just not a huge car guy. And when Blake approached me and said, we'd like to have you work with us, I said, okay. And he's like, I'd like you to drive the car. I think you'll be really surprised. And he told me this story about how Robbie Bosco had gone down in the Linden store and he was looking at Lexus and he started comparing and looked at what he got and for the money and he walked out with a Hyundai Santa Fe and I was like oh well that's a nice story well the minute I got in the Hyundai Santa Fe I absolutely realized why this was taking place there are the features are all there it drives like as nice a car uh in feels as nice a car inside as you can imagine has all the safety features beautifully and then the price is so terrific I'm driving the Tucson right now which is the smaller version even less expensive uh, and they've got some fabulous deals right now at Murdoch where you can get about $6,000 off the Tucson SE Plus and $6,000 off the Santa Fe. So Nick, if you're the car buying market, just include Hyundai in the search. I'm not going to tell you how to spend the money and what you're going to do, but see what you are, um, see what you can find on the market that gives you the same type of value. Uh, and you're going to have a hard time. Wow, interesting. Marcus Morris... To Boston in the deal, Avery Bradley to Detroit. This is a big get for Boston. Their roster had um, some problems uh, in, in regards to, and I and I need to actually um, go find something here. Um, the they they just don't they don't have any power forwards. Um, because when you look at them, they had Horford, Zizic, and Crowder as their only bigs. So to trade Avery Bradley and get back Marcus Morris, uh, that's that's a really good get by Boston. That that's filling out the rest of their roster and fit and turning themselves into the contender that everyone thinks they're going to be. Now, are they Morris Crowder? Zizic and Horford, and that's their front court, and Crowder's staying with them. Because Avery Bradley from Marcus Morris doesn't seem to solve their financial problems uh, that they have. So there's probably some more coming down um, to that. Avery Bradley's a loss. He plays hard and is a pretty special player. Uh, but obviously they've solved that by, by picking up uh, Gordon Hayward. Donovan Mitchell was the jazz story of Summer League. Uh he absolutely wowed all aspects of jazz fandom, and there's a lot to be excited. The the joyousness, the attitude, the approach, the defensive prowess. He got up into Tatum last night, and Tatum could not make the plays. I mean, he just, frankly, couldn't, uh, uh, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't get by him, and Donovan stripped him. Donovan's defense was incredible. His zest for the game is what jumps out to me more than than anything else. Um, And there's still um, a bunch of pieces of his game that have to be developed. He's coming off two feet instead of one. He's going to have to learn that. 
um, a little bit. Uh, another aspect of his game that needs to be uh, shot selection. Uh, there are some some more to, um, you know, he's, he's still a rookie. He's not ready. He's not going to be a star tomorrow, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and I'm obviously – a little distracted, trying to make sure there's see if there's any more news on the Avery Bradley uh, trade to Detroit for Marcus Morris is happening right now. The, the my initial reaction right now, I could be wrong on that. My initial reaction was that ends the sign trade. Uh, um, uh, Marcus Morris's contract. I'm, I'm doing this, you know, this is live on not prepared. So uh, Marcus Morris's contract. So in Detroit. Um. Marcus Morris, five million dollars. Avery Bradley's salary. Wow, Marcus Morris only making five million dollars. Is that like is that the best contract in the NBA? Avery Bradley at eight point eight. So they save uh, Boston saves three point eight million dollars, uh, which is probably. Uh, what they needed, um, what they needed to do. So it probably does um, clear enough open cap space for. Um, so that's a little. Um, so anyway, there's um, that. That probably does eliminate any chance for Jay Crowder, but I couldn't imagine why Boston was going to trade Jay Crowder anyway. Back to Donovan Mitchell. That's much more fun. There's an athleticism. There's a wow. There's a pizzazz. There's a zest. Uh, there's a joyousness. There's a talent. Uh, he's been great in practices. It's really, I mean, frankly, I can't wait to watch the other 12 guys drafted because Marcus Morris has just been, I mean, because Donovan Mitchell has just been incredible. Uh, Absolutely incredible. And if there are guys the that are better than him in this draft, I can't wait to see it. This league's going to be incredible because that, that kid is, is real. Now, as I just said, there are items that have to be taken care of to refine his game. But that's what we have to remember. He's still a rookie, but he's a rotational playing rookie um, who's going to demand minutes on the floor, who's going to have wow moments this year, and is a is a and the Jazz may really have just found something. I I, I don't want to get you know it's too early. It's summer league. Summer league is uh, still one or two NBA players who probably are young and inexperienced, uh, and are. You know, the rest of the guys are non-NBA players, so you don't want to have, you know, don't want to get too excited in the sense that, the, you know, he for a lot of times he's beaten guys that aren't as good as the guys he's going to play in the NBA. And and that's the reality on Summer League before we, you know, start going nuts and get too excited uh, about it. So, but, but I'm probably sending a really weird mixed message here. He's terrific. I'm really excited about him. It's the wow factor and... The, uh, the he just so obviously an NBA player and an NBA rotation player. Um, I guess when I'm starting to hear names like Lillard and things like that, and he is having that kind of a dominant summer league that Dame had is 
Um, I, I just guess I want to caution it a tiny bit. I mean, the kid is really good, but boy, do we have to, we're, we're putting, let's not put that on him yet, I guess is what I'm saying. SeatGeek is the place for you to buy your tickets to any upcoming event or concert. For example, Amos Lee is coming to town. I've got my SeatGeek alert up for it. Just download the SeatGeek app. I've got a new promo code coming up here for you. Uh, Download the SeatGeek app, and what you're going to find is that SeatGeek compiles all of the ticket possibilities around everywhere uh, from all of the different people that you uh, could possibly buy your tickets from in one place. It makes saves you time and money and ma- makes it just so much easier. Then the cool thing is they put a grade on every single ticket based on the value. So you imedi- immediately can identify the best seats that fit your budget. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for seat tickets with great confidence. Go download the app now. And then my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase with the promo code L-O-N-B-A. L-O-N-B-A. $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Download the app. You can set ticket alerts like I've done, and you get $20 back with L-O-N-B-A. The Gordon Hayward decision is hard for everyone to swallow. I got it. Um, Let me try to give you just one thought on it and then we'll move on you can buy it or not buy it one area where I feel like jazz fans are having a hard time with this decision is that jazz fans are putting all of the various aspects together on a teeter-totter and weighing which side had more And the Jazz probably did have more at that point, which makes it confusing. What I think, from what I understand on Gordon's decision, is it wasn't a collection of multiple teeter-tottering events. It might have been simply... Now, this is is me being generous to Gordon, frankly. Um, Because there's a chance, the way this thing went down and how suspect it went down, that if you want to have just incredible distrust to Gordon um, on how it went down, frankly, they earned that, okay? So that's the unfortunate thing with the way this went down at the end is that they they earned and deserve it if you just decide, no, I think he and Brad Stevens have been talking for a year and that um, this is completely, uh, you know, we got hoodwinked. and Yeah, okay, I'm not going to stop you from that. Um, because they didn't handle it well enough for me to to stop you from that. That's the cost of the mistakes that, that their camp made. But let me give you this thought, that it wasn't one city versus another, one coach versus another, that there was something out there that weighed more in every group. So that when you put the teeter-totter, it was really just you're putting one weight on one side, and that pushed it down. And to me, what I think that is, is exposure and legacy, and, you know, whatever winning means, I think it's a, a weird concept because, uh, you know, I, I don't – Boston's – that this trade they just made really helps them a great deal. Boston's really, really good, and they're going to probably play in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, or at least close to it and for a few years. And so Gordon's – if it was exposure, legacy, 
NBA legacy and winning all kind of combined into one weird thing, then the Boston weight is heavier. He's going to probably get 11 national TV games uh, next year. I mean, there just aren't that many people on the Eastern Conference to put on television, and so Boston's going to be on television a ton. And there is, a, I think, in all likelihood, he's going to be an Eastern Conference All-Star next year and probably for the next five years. And, and then, by the way, he starts to be a six-time All-Star, and if he's 27 and if he does it for the next you know six years and then he works another one in there and he suddenly gets a seven-time all well, now all of a sudden he starts being a Hall of Fame candidate. And his legacy in the history of the league is is very, very different. His legacy in an individual franchise would have been far better had he stayed in Utah, had his number 20 retired, and had been you know the next star of the city and owned this city. That does that may, was not the weight on the teeter totter. The weight on the teeter totter it may have been. Simply, long-time legacy, how I'm going to be remembered in the league, and because of the Western Conference, Eastern Conference imbalance, he's going to make the All-Star team. He's going to be a, probably a five- to seven- to eight-time All-Star. He is probably going to get, in the next four years, 50 national TV games, if you include playoffs, maybe more, uh, in contrast to... Pro- you know, less here because the Western Conference gets so many good options to put on television. And so maybe it's not, you know, that's just a thought. Uh, maybe, you know, in that case, it's, it's, it's not a slight to Utah. It's not a slight to the coaching staff. It's just that simple, singular issue was the weight that he put on the teeter-totter that made his decision. That's, that's just a thought. What next for the Utah Jazz? Um, the, the right now you're looking at Ricky Rubio with Dante Exum and Howell Neto as your point guards. Rodney Hood, Donovan Mitchell as your shooting guards. Joe Ingles and not a lot as your small forward. Alec Burks, if he can come back, is really a two. Derek favors Joe Johnson as your power forwards. Boris Diaz floating around here somewhere, still kind of in uh, a weird land. I think with about seven days left on that deal. Gordon, he, uh, Rudy Gobert, Derek favors really is your backup center also, and Tony Bradley. The, there need to be some spots filled here. One for scoring, two for minutes. Joe Ingles can't play 35 minutes a night. It, when he, whenever he's had to play plus 30 on consecutive nights against the guys he has to guard as a small forward, it has a negative impact going forward. Rodney Hood uh, was, you know, is not a guy who's finished, um, who has not played 11 straight straight games. All year, so you need to make sure you lessen. Hopefully, you get stronger and you lessen his burden uh, a little bit. So there, there do need to be some roster spots filled. When you look at who the best quality free agents still are out there, you know the point guards, Shelvin Max, one of them. Um, I'm I'm not sure that that's the position we're going for. Wings, C.J. Miles is there. I don't know what number he's going to get on the market, but. 
he would help score a little bit, not create for himself, but shoot. Otherwise, Bojan Banyanovic out of Washington, I think is restricted, is a possibility. Uh, there, there aren't great salary dumps out there that, that excite anyone. Small forward or kind of versatile forwards uh, both got signed yesterday in James Johnson and Rudy Gobert, excuse me, in Rudy Gay, and stretch bigs that can score maybe Nikola Miritich, but really we need another small forward. We need another wing. This is where there's just so few wings in this league. And I, I'm not – they don't seem to me to be out on the free agent market other than maybe a little C.J. Miles, but we'll see what his dollar figure comes in. So the Jazz will probably have to move around – and and see what they can do to try to just find some players uh, out there um, to fill those gaps. But I don't think they're going to be players that the Jazz just have to really find some points. They're, they're finding points right now is going to be the probably the biggest struggle. I I think uh, and and they're going to have to figure out how how to do where to get some of those points. Maybe running a little bit with Rubio, but also it's a Big burden to ask Rodney Hood right now. Probably is the only shot creator on the roster other than maybe Donovan Mitchell, and that's a lot to ask out of a rookie. That's where we stand. That is Locked on Jazz, brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street, and by SeatGeek with your new promo code L-O-N-B-A. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.